It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Happy week before Christmas, everyone. I'm Jeff Parles. We have our own tree. We have whatever the heck this thing is that Alex brought in. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Alex White is here as well. Alex, what did you, what, what is this thing? So I was at Enchant Saturday night and somebody homemade these. He was the only Steelers one there. So I knew I had to grab him for the studio with, you know, how many Pittsburgh guys we have around here. See, there you go. If we can, I don't know if we can zoom even further on this thing, but it's a gnome that is made out of newspaper or book pages. Yep. One of the two of them. Uh, again, Frank Nicotero, as we know, did you know Frank's from Pittsburgh? Did you know that? Alex? Um, <laughs> I just found out today. <laughs> of course, a resident Steeler fan, uh, with us, uh, on the, uh, on the network, uh, right now, did they just get out of that bowl game to go to the NFL, <sighs> the, the, the Monday night preview show. All right. We're going to have to, we're going to have to give Jerry a task here real quick in mid show. We have to go up one channel on the television that's on in the corner. Up one, and we can get the end of the first ever. Yes, yeah, see, there we go. Jerry's got it. The first ever famous toastistry bowl. Yes, that is a thing. The In Charlotte. Was the Bahamas Bowl, right? Was the Bahamas Bowl, but they are renovating the National Stadium in the Bahamas this year. Uh, Thomas Robinson National Stadium. And this game has been... Even by ridiculous bowl standards, it's been completely idiotic. Uh, Western Kentucky down 21 going into the fourth quarter. They force overtime. They inexplicably kick the PAT as well down <laughs> uh, down to the final uh, fi- final play of the game. Uh, by the way, uh, o- Old Dominion has the ball in overtime. They picked up a third and 13. So they now uh, have it second and seven with the ball first in a 35-35 game. Uh Pure idiocy that only bowl season can uh, can 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 bring us out. Blocked kick gave them the chance to come back and force uh, Western Kentucky get them to this point. But you were mad that they went for the oh, extra point. It was horrible. They deserve to lose now. You deserve to you, you, you deserve to lose when you have all the momentum on that on your side. Now, granted, I'm not a big believer in momentum, but in that circumstance, I believe it's real. And you got the defense on their toes, and yep. you, you go for the win in that spot. If you're Western Kentucky, by the way, Old Dominion down the first and goal at the three, so uh, they're uh, they're about to uh, punch it in here in this first overtime session. I, I they won't go for two if they didn't go for two at the end of regulation. They can't. They won't go for two if they if what uh, if let's say Old Dominion scores a touchdown and Western Kentucky scores right back on them. They're not going to go for two until the required two at this rate. right. Yeah. Boy. Also, by the way, we had the we had the first ever penalty on a team for an official falling over his own feet. Uh, we had that as well. Yeah, it's not at all. And the famous Toastistry Bowl. Hopefully one and only famous Toastistry Bowl. Go out with a bang. Go out with a bang, Toastistry. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. And as Alex said, this was the Bahamas Bowl beforehand. Uh, let's go to Monday Night Football, though. The Philadelphia Eagles. Seattle Seahawks. First ever Monday Night Flex game. This was supposed to be in the afternoon yesterday, and they got flexed in the Monday Night. They actually would have got a reasonable game with Kansas City. Yeah. And- and New England a, a, a day ago. That game wasn't awful. Uh, Patriots lost that game by 10. Uh, pushed, depending on whatever number, or one on KC if you got the early numbers. Uh, Alex, Jalen Hurts is going to play. Uh, that that report coming out of Philadelphia right now. A number has spiked because of it was as low as 2.5. 
Now up to five behind us. There's five and a half in the market as well. Actually, as low as two, I should say, yesterday morning. Uh, we don't know yet on Geno Smith. He is out there trying to warm up. Questionable groin. They moved Sean Mannion from the practice squad up. So all signs pointing to at the moment that Drew Locke is going to get a second consecutive start for Seattle, who really needs the game at six and seven. Now, granted, the schedule softens considerably the next three weeks to end the year, where they're going to be a road favorite at Tennessee. It may not may be Ryan Tannehill for the Titans uh, with the injury that Will Levis suffered at the end of that loss to Houston yesterday. Pittsburgh, who is a lead balloon at the moment. And the Arizona Cardinals, who, look, are pesky, but the Seahawks are better than them. Yeah, so they're getting four points here. It's really just a matter of, is that enough? Because they covered in their last two games against the other NFC juggernauts and the Cowboys and the Niners. But they were getting nine and a half against the Cowboys and 14 and a half against the Niners. So four here, it seems a little short, but they are at home. I do like the Seahawks in this spot, like you mentioned Six and seven, they need these wins, and they could win outright if they can put up a fight here, keep this game close, and possibly even win it. So I like the four points, even with the question marks with with Geno Smith, because Drew Locke, he did do well against San Francisco, 22 of 31, 269 yards, two touchdowns, but he also did have two interceptions. But we've seen their defense step up a lot as of late. They even picked off Purdy last week, and... Philly's got their question marks, especially defensively, and now they're without their best cornerback in uh, Darius Slay. So, a lot going on here. I know the Eagles have lost two in a row, and it's really unfathomable to picture them losing three in a row, but I think I think the Seahawks have the most motivation in this one. Well, it's kind of a two-way street here on this, where where you're looking at the Eagles. By the way, Old Dominion just had the field goal blocked in overtime after they got stuffed three straight plays from the one and then false started. Wow. So Western Kentucky's probably going to win this game now <laughs> after all this nonsense that has occurred in uh, Charlotte. Uh, so back to your point, though. Philadelphia wins this game here, okay? They win this game. They go Giants, Cardinals, Giants yep. in the season. They're going to be a double-digit favorite at least in the two home games, it'd probably be short of 10 against the Giants in the Meadowlands Week 18. But you basically then put yourself in the scenario where you win out. Niners, again, it doesn't look like the Niners are going to stumble with the juggernaut they've been, but if they're ever going to stumble, it could come on Monday night against Baltimore where it's one seed v. one seed right now for the best record in the NFL on Monday night in, in Santa Clara. If you're the Eagles, win out. You give yourself at least an opportunity to get the one seed where if you're going to have any shot of beating the Niners in the postseason. Now, granted, we saw this game two weeks ago and the Niners drilled them, but it's a little bit different going to Philadelphia in January as opposed to early December here, where it's a playoff scenario and the Eagles will have had to play one playoff game as opposed to two. Again, I'm not saying the Eagles will beat the Niners in a playoff scenario. I'm not saying the Niners are going to lose on Monday. I think the Niners are going to beat Baltimore pretty soundly on Monday night, especially if Baltimore plays like they did for three quarters last night where yep. they were outplayed and Jacksonville kept kept ste- stepping on rake, rakes like Sideshow Bob and the Simpsons, basically. So uh, it is it is a fascinating game tonight. I have no play on it. I'm curious to see how far this goes up, though, with the anticipation Drew Locke gets to start. Yeah, I am too. Um, 
four, though, I don't really, it hasn't moved a whole lot, and we've kind of known that we've had question marks on both sides, so you think it'll go up even more? Well, we're at five and a half right now. Oh, it is. Okay. We're at five and a half. Um, I don't know if we'll go higher than that. It seems, I don't, no one's gone to six, so I, I wonder if that's the resistance, is five and a half is the resistance point here. I, I just wonder if we if we have hit that and we're not going to see a six. If we see a six, it's going to be hard to pass on Seattle. That's all I'll say. If we get to six. I don't think we're getting there, though. I guess we'll get Vinny's thoughts when he comes in here and what he thinks. Of we'll get Frank's we'll thoughts, move. too, later in the show. I'm sure he's on the over in some fashion. So we actually, we talked about this parlay that's out there, and we'll have to bring it up when he comes in. What, what was it? So there's a guy who has, like, a six-leg parlay going, and his last one on there is DK Metcalf touchdown. So he has the option to cash out for like fourteen thousand dollars. How big was the bet? Uh, six was it sixty or six hundred? I don't know. We'll have to. And and we'll be able to get it. Yeah. So we we discussed this a lot, but I like Metcalf tonight. I mean, the Eagles have given up the second most passing touchdowns this year, so I was already leaning towards that. Any prop bets you like tonight? No, no, I. I... The only thing I will say, the Eagles have had so much more success when they've been able to control games on the ground. So the problem is you don't know exactly which running back you're getting. Now, yes. I would imagine it'd be Swift more, more so than anyone, but you're still not 100% certain of which guy you're going to get as the number one back uh, at times there with the Eagles. So that would be the only way that I would look at it tonight. Again, Five and a half right now. There are actually some take back at some spots back to five. So I think five and a half is going to be that point of resistance either way uh, on this one. Uh, just looking ahead yeah. to this upcoming week, the AFC playoff picture is beyond ridiculous at this point. And the Bills yesterday, just that game was never competitive, just totally destroying Dallas. Uh, the, uh, the Bengals, of course, won on Saturday. The Browns survive barely a game where they were outplayed for the majority of it, and then somehow Darnell Mooney couldn't come up with the Hail Mary that was legitimately in his hands, uh, and they survive and move to 9-5. and five. There's a three-way tie at the top of the AFC South now. Jacksonville has let everyone back in. They lose last night in a game where, quite frankly, they were the better team for three quarters and just continually screwed themselves up in that game. Houston with Case Keenum came from behind one yep. in overtime. Indy won comfortably after getting down 13-0 to Pittsburgh on Saturday. And Alex Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence in concussion protocol, which who knows if he'll be able to go on Sunday. We, we saw C.J. Stroud miss after suffering a concussion the week previous. I missed that game yesterday. Houston and Indy, Indy this week plays your beloved Atlanta Falcons, who don't know who's playing quarterback at this point, where quarterback and coach should be gone in that for that team moving forward after the year. Houston gets Cleveland in a gigantic AFC playoff tilt. And the Jags right now lines off the board behind us, and I think that's right. Um, it's mostly pick, and quite frankly, I actually I'm gonna bet Tampa in that game. Unless if I know if Lawrence gets cleared, then I have to hesitate. But I might just take a piece of Tampa at pick and say, all right, not many guys have, other than Purdy, basically, no one has cleared concussion pro protocol in the same week and played the following week. So I like Tampa in that game. 
And the Bucks, who, yes, you may be buying them at the wrong time. It is possible you're buying them at the wrong time because of that performance like yesterday. Baker, perfect passer rating against Green Bay. I think the Bucs are the better team at the moment with the way Jacksonville has fallen off these last three weeks. I'm with you there. I mean, Tampa looked really good yesterday against a good Packers team who had a lot to play for. And I really think since they've gotten Chris Godwin in the game more, that has helped their offense so much because for a lot of the season, we just saw Mike Evans over and over. And now we're seeing a combination of those two and Tampa Bay's playing their best football. It was funny they started better than everybody expected they went through a stretch where they lost like i don't know five in a row and then now we're seeing them start to come back to life with three straight wins here so i think it's a good time i don't think it's the wrong time to jump on the bucks i would definitely look to them against the jaguars by the way western kentucky wins on a field goal 38 35 uh down 21 in the fourth Good enough to, for a comeback. And, and Epic I had an that. ugly number, so I still got I there. I like that, yeah. It's 28 nothing as well in this game as well. Just, I, look, you get get some weird stuff in this bowl season. But when you get two teams that aren't particularly well coached, you can get real ridiculous, and we sure did. And the first and probably only famous Toastistry Bowl <laughs> in that one. All right. Boy, there are a lot of... A lot of complaining from people who bet Old Dominion, and quite frankly, I can't blame them. <laughs> can't blame them on that one. Um, just going back to the AFC playoff picture yeah. as a whole, just um, these this race where right now there's only four teams that are out of, officially in the AFC playoff chase: uh, the Jets, the Titans, the the well, the Chargers aren't even technically eliminated, but they're they're done. It's East and Stick. Uh, and a team that just gave up 63. And the Patriots. That so number opened 14. Bills minus 14. I'm going to be honest with you. When I went, when I, I, I know the Chargers have been bad. When I was just going through stuff, I actually made the number 17. You did? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, yeah, I yeah, didn't. And yeah. I made it 10. So mo I. Mo mostly because there's. Uh, let me explain myself. Please, yes. No home field advantage at all. If anything, it's a negative because let's think about this for a second. December 22nd, or 23rd, I should say, is Saturday, in Western New York versus December 23rd in Los Angeles. We all going to be mostly Bills fans, probably 70-30 probably Bills fans at the game, and maybe even more egregious than that for the Chargers. Now, I understand you don't want to overreact to the team's worst performance, arguably in the history of the franchise, and Easton Stick, like, yeah, he put up some numbers at the end of the game. He's not good. You fire Staley, maybe you get a bump from that. But Buffalo, to me, is now, now you're starting to, if you want to start pushing Buffalo back into the realm of the top of the league, I can, I get it now. Because over the last month, they've started to look like that team. And yesterday was as good of a performance as they've had all year. Probably their best performance. Uh, I know some will argue Miami, but the way they just sucked the life out of Dallas yesterday was more impressive to what they did to Miami back in week four, um, where they just bludgeoned them, and Miami's defense was an embarrassment in that game. Well, what do you think about Josh Allen's numbers and the fact that they finally used him correctly well, and didn't put it all on him? Well, I, I, I will say this, and I'm sure this will come across as a shot at Josh Allen, and it's not. When it's no coincidence that this run coincided, and look, I was wrong. I thought Dorsey was scapegoated. He wasn't. 
with the way this offense has looked since he was fired, there's balance. You now can, the fact that James Cook has looked as good as he has, and James Cook was barely used and while Ju- Ken Dorsey was there. Heck, they even took him off the field in that Denver game yes. for, for the whole first half, despite the fact that he was the best player on the offense in that game because he fumbled on the right. first play. Um, but I don't think it's a coincidence that this team, which, look, their offense, I don't know, I don't think their offensive line is a particularly good pass-blocking offensive line. They would give up a ton of sacks if Allen was not as hard to bring down as he is, but they can really run block. And no coincidence to me that this run has coincided with running the football and committing to run the football in an era where no one, as I asked you before the show, Alex, how many thousand-yard rushers are there? Now, granted, there's still three weeks to go, but there's only one guy over 1,000 yards right now, and that's Christian McCaffrey. There are only 10 guys who are over 800 yards. It is a whole era where no one's committed to running the football, and, you know, when, you, when the whole, whole league zigs, Sometimes you have to zag, and that has worked for Buffalo since the change of coordinator. You're right, James Cook, 179 yards yesterday with a touchdown, and Josh Allen, when I was talking about his numbers, 7 for 15 with 94 yards. Didn't have to do much. didn't have to do anything. 31-10 win over Dallas. So you're right, definitely working for them, and we'll see if they can continue. They play much better in this role without the expectations and being the top team and the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Rather, with their backs against the wall and playing down this stretch. Well, look, I, I think there, there is something about being an underachiever and coming on strong at the end where this Buffalo team was the biggest underachiever through the first half of the year. And now, I, look, if they get a it, they need the home playoff game, at least a home playoff game. So it's get the home, first game at, at home and then see what happens from there. Maybe you get an upset in wildcard weekend and get a second home game. Um, but they need the home field. I don't think this team's going on the road and winning three games. Now, if they only have to go on the road and win one or two, different story. And by the way, with the way that AFC East looks, Miami is a two-game lead, sure. But Miami, Dallas this week, short favorite at home. They're going to be a dog in Baltimore week 17. And then they get Buffalo at home week 18. This division not over. It is far from over. And with the fact that Buffalo's, again, I'm actually, uh, by the way, I'm going to lay Buffalo on Saturday night. I can tell you that right now. If this thing gets to 10, it might be the big, one of the bigger bets of the weekend. Um, but they're going to be double digits against New England the following week, too. So the path is there for Buffalo to sneak in the back door, win the AFC East, and then that AFC playoff picture looks very, very different than Buffalo either being a wild card or potentially, Alex, if they go 10 and 7. Yeah. They could still be out completely because this is a jumbled mess, and they do terribly in the tiebreakers because of how they played earlier in the year. It is wild. And then going back to the AFC South, yep, I like the Colts this weekend, too. I agree with you. So they do have a chance to sneak in and take that one from Jacksonville as well. I don't think the Texans really do. I mean, they, like you said, they got that win found a way with Case Keenum, but I don't think that's a long-term solution. So, so Houston, it all depends on can C.J. Stroud come back. When is he coming back? You assume that it's a one-week deal with a concussion. Right. And the numbers that are out there right now, they should be a small favorite at home if C.J. Stroud plays against Cleveland. They should be. And then they play Tennessee at home to be favored in that game. They would have been favored if Stroud was playing, or at least would have been a pick on in that game if Stroud was playing. And then they play Indy, where... 
if both these teams win these last two games, if, if, if Jacksonville loses once and Indy and Houston win their next two, and it's a real chance that both teams are favored in both their games, winner of that game wins the division. And these were the two ridiculous long shots at the beginning of the year in yep. this division. Both of these teams had six and a half win totals. And I thought, all right, how that first off, how is Houston getting there unless if something weird happens? They're there easily. And in India, it's like, all right, well, this team's not any good either. And here they are, both of them right in the thick of it. And at least one, I think at least one's getting to the playoffs, Alex. Oh, I completely agree. They are both playing really good. And I was down on the Colts until watching that game against the Steelers. Granted, I mean, they made a couple mistakes early on, but it was all them that second half. Dominant showing. Dominant showing in that second half. Steelers, by the way, going with Mason Rudolph if Kenny Pickett's not ready to go. Uh, that, I can tell you right now, will not work either. By the way, down to four and a half and five on this game tonight. So uh, this is going to be a bouncer all over the place as we get ready to go uh, for Monday Night Football. From what I understand, public is on the Eagles and the Sharps are on the Seahawks. Is that what you've gathered as well? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean... I think it's, I think it's just Here's trying to play company. the market more than anything right now. And you know what? The perfect person just walked in, and we're gonna get him. Who? You, Vincenzo Maliulo, Vinny Maliulo is gonna join us next. We'll ask him what's going on exactly with this bouncer right now for Monday Night Football. When we get back. Sportsman of the Book, South Point Studio. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're gonna hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, Join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in. Sports by the Book is the show. South Point Studios is the site. I'm Jeff Marles. Alex White is here, and now... Joining us, the man who, man who's uh, got a lot of got a lot of names in this studio. All good, <laughs> all good. The baritone himself, he's got the tea and honey in hand today. Tea honey and 
Not enough bourbon. Not enough bourbon. I agree. Our guy, Vincenzo, Vinny uh, Maliulo here. Jeffrey, Alex, good to be with you. I have to say, let me start off by Please. saying, but you know, and we oftentimes talk about it, but I always want to point it out. We have a, a, a lot of visitors here, and we saw it last week, right, with the rodeo and what a great turnout, what a response, people from, from all, over the, all over the country and during the Formula One all over the world. But I got to tell you, we got to give a shout out to our locals because, you know, the locals that come here, and I was just stopped by a couple of guys that I see on a regular basis. They're sitting in the front row, and uh, they remember me from another stop in my career along the way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Chris, Jimmy, and I, and the entire property, you know, from Michael Gond and, and Ryan Growney, our general manager, they, everybody comes. Always appreciate uh, our locals who, no matter what, whether it's, you know, a weekday like today, uh, post event day, or even during uh, the events, they always make it a point to come down, and uh, we really appreciate. It. We don't don't want that to go unnoticed. We we'll appreciate the uh, the folks that live in uh, in here in Las Vegas and come and see us. Thank you for uh, thank you for shouting Alex and I out. Too. Absolutely, because you do the same thing, <laughs> yeah. right? You're not just here for the show. You you guys, of course. You love this. This is your fa- new favorite viewing space. This is like your man cave. No, this is this is this is I, you said it perfectly. This is uh, this is this is a, a a great for us in studio, and this is one perk of, of being here for us uh, on Sundays. We just we just sit back. Relax, Pretty cool, isn't it? A- Alex listens to my nonsense for for hours on end. It's uh, it's a whole lot of a whole I, lot of fun. I must admit, though, you do have a there's a little bit of bookmaker in you because I do see quite a bit of pacing. I, 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 <laughs> Always, always, always. So very good. Or um, play by play because I mean he calls things out before yeah. the guys do up there. So it is especially it is for the Jets. I know. Oh, it's, it's, well, I, I couldn't help them yesterday. I don't think. No. I, 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 I Joe Namath couldn't help them I, I, yesterday. I don't, th- I don't think. Uh, I don't think Santa Claus could help no, them either yesterday. Not at all. Unless if he gave them a whole new team. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get to tonight. Yes. That bowl game that just ended, the <laughs> famous Toastistry Bowl. Yes. Where Western never Kentucky, disappoints, does it? Western Kentucky down twenty-eight nothing, down twenty-one in the fourth, come back yes. and win in overtime. All right, this was a big line mover throughout because of absences on on Western Kentucky's side. Yeah. So how did this result end up being for you guys with the way it went? Actually, good. So I was a, a couple of minutes. Uh, late coming in because Chris and I were watching a game in the back. <laughs> and uh, so when, when Western Kentucky scored, uh, we're like, hey, it's the bowl game, right? You got to go for two, right? I, no. Yes. yes no. Let's go to overtime. Why? <laughs> yes. Right? I mean, third, so. Third string quarterback. Oh, you come know? on, Alex. You know. Just, <laughs> come on, Alex. I mean, come on now. So, anyway, I put, you know, got that great defensive stand, though, in, in the overtime. So, I was, listen, it was, uh, uh, it was, it was a good result for, uh, uh, for the house. But I have to tell you, full, full, uh, full disclosure, yesterday was a, a day for the betters. They had a good day yesterday. Um, betters are in a good position tonight uh, with, with this game here. Uh, you know, especially when you. I mean, we're gonna need the we're gonna need the dog. And it looks like, I mean, clearly the way the number is moving, and has moved and continues to move, uh, it looks like Jalen Hurts is going to be a go. Yes. And um, probably gonna see Drew Locke uh, for uh, for the Seahawks. So Gino right now warming up. Yeah. Um, going through his routine. Yeah. 
The numbers crashed in a lot of spots. You guys are still market high now at five. At five it crashed yes. to four. Mm-hmm. And basically everywhere else. Uh, you and I, we had this discussion the other day. I don't think a, a compromised Gino is any different than this version of Drew Locke. So fair point. Is, I think this is a little bit yeah. of an overreaction if Gino, if this is being bet because the ex- people think Gino is going to play. I don't buy that. I'd actually be more inclined to bet Philadelphia at the lower yeah. number if Geno's in. Yeah. I mean, and I think, but but don't forget now, yesterday we were at two and a half on this game. Mm-hmm. Remember? Be- because it looked like, you know, the word came out that uh, Jalen Hurts was was ill. Um, I did I did hear a comment by Adam Schefter earlier today. You know, and Adam Schefter, you know, he does terrific work, you know, comp- constantly monitoring what's happening with the NFL. Uh, he brought up a, a good point that, and I think it's probably pretty pretty valid, pretty accurate. That had this game not gotten flexed, right? Because it probably wouldn't have was played yesterday. He probably wouldn't yeah. have played. Yeah, Jill and her. So obviously another twenty four hours, uh, or or more more so. I mean, because it would have been a, a day game yesterday. Uh, it, it certainly helped him. So uh, I think it's safe to say that we'll see Jalen Hurts tonight, whether or not Geno Smith plays. Uh, still remains a question mark, but he's not uh, clearly not a hundred percent. And groin injuries, um, ankle injuries, gro- groin injuries are just—I mean, they're you know, one little tweak. You know, Alex, you—you know, when when you were cheering, I mean, which I don't know how you you, you folks do that stuff. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, this it it, it kind of lingers, and the, the slightest the, when. You could tweak it on the slightest move. It's uh, so it just lingers. Oh yeah, I'm kind of concerned with Jalen Hurts too, though. I mean, he was so sick that yeah. he thought about not traveling and then traveled separate Travel from the team. Right? Yeah. So we'll see how that lingers yeah. too. Um, we yeah. saw Patrick Mahomes in his sick game of this year and didn't work out so well for them. So yeah. should be a good game regardless. Mm-hmm. How are they betting the total? Um, under. Uh, I, I mean, forty-five. Uh. Remember, we opened at 47 and a half again, just to uh, remind folks that uh, Chris Andrews puts the numbers out on Sunday night, the previous Sunday night after the Sunday night kickoff. Uh, so this game uh, did come out last Sunday night, 47 and a half, kind of a steady. It was actually 47 and a half going into the weekend, too. But with the uh, the quarterback news, uh, under money uh, uh, has come in. So, you know, it, it's it's sometimes... A bit deceiving too, because you know sometimes you see a very loose game, or uh, you know you, you you know Chris and I were talking about a game back in the early '80s, and I remember you know this is just for the sake of discussion here, and this has more to do with weather. It was a game in Denver between the Packers and the Broncos, and of course there was there were no cell phones and everybody was you know trying we're looking and there's money coming in on the under we were at the Barbary Coast at the time which is now the Cromwell I think I think that's what they call it anyway we still call it the Barbary Coast so anyway we're watching we're watching and all of a sudden the TV picture comes on and it's just a blizzard right and you see this total just plummet 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 it went over in the before halftime <laughs> so you just never know whether it's weather or a situation like this and players come out, you know, there's you know, some loose, a little bit loose. Maybe there's a, you know, a turnover uh, deep in uh, opponents' territories, things like that happen. 
So. Well, they're bending under because the defensive genius, Matt Patricia, is calling the defense for Philadelphia now. He's still on that, Patricia. That's just uh, – it, it, it's, 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 <laughs> it's a move that a team that is in – again, is I know – Is it panic it has, mode maybe, Jeff? I think, think it's – A little the, bit? I think it's the most yeah. ridiculous panic move you could have made. Interesting point. Yeah. Where you're – again, the Eagles, we were talking about this before. Yeah. Philly wins out, and they're going to be favored – favored tonight – they're double digits next week against the Giants. They're going to be close to double digits, if not double digits, against Arizona. Arizona, and they're going to be a touchdown at least be in the Meadowlands in, uh, Week 18. Yeah, in uh, at MetLife for the last game. Yeah, yeah I. It just I I don't yeah. get I don't get I I know the last two weeks have looked bad. I get it, but it just feels like you're overreacting to losing to the Niners, who yeah. everyone's given up 40 points to the mm-hmm. Niners right now, and the Cowboys, who at home are a juggernaut. You know, it. I, I think it has a ripple effect, to your point, which is real important, Jeff. I think it has a ripple effect to the players, too, the defensive uh, players uh, on, on, on the Eagles, right? I mean, you know, here they are. They've got a coordinator who's doing – and they, listen, they all know it's a business and everything. But it's a reflection on them, too. Now, is it geared to, to jumpstart them and give them a kick? Because they're not going to replace the player, the defensive player, especially since they have so many defensive injuries still. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a spark. I don't know how um, they went about announcing it or taking it over. Or well, it was, you know, it was, but, I mean, it was. I mean, it was you know, quiet. We didn't know about this I, until yesterday. There was the first. But report. I think if you're going to call the the team, you know, yeah. you know, you're no, going to call you're the saying. staff yeah. and how you call the team together and or the unit together and say, yeah. look, you know, here's what. Who knows? You know. I, but, um, it just, we'll find out for it, sure. It, it reeks of desperation when it desperation a, yeah. should not be yeah. something. Now, Seattle yeah. is desperate tonight. Well, we sure. get that. You lose tonight. You're six and eight. Even though they're favored in Tennessee next week, they're going to be favored against Pitt. They're going to be favored the last three games of the year. You're going to need help even if they win out. Nine, nine, I don't think nine gets them there no, if they win out. Nine is, you know, nine, nine is good enough in the in the – uh, the the Southern Division, right in the I NFC think, South. Well, uh, okay, it, it's it's interesting now in that division because, by the way, what a loss by Atlanta yesterday. Sorry to bring that up again, Alex. So just just <laughs> just an an absolute just disaster from the Falcons to lose that game nine seven in front of friends and family in Charlotte yesterday. <laughs> um, well, you don't sound too you don't sound too sorry. I didn't well, because he was smart well, no, I, and he finally stayed the, away from the Falcons. Yesterday was the classic me just talking up garbage and not acting on my words. Because I said to Alex, as soon as that game got to the fourth, actually, forget the fourth quarter. As soon as that game game got to the third quarter at 7-6, I'm like, this reeks of Atlanta finding a way to lose this game. And boy, they sure found a way to lose the oh, game. They did. Oh, yes, they <laughs> did. Even by their fashion, it was pretty spectacular. Um, I want to just look ahead. Alex and I talked about By the about way, South Point, just, uh, you just moved to four, to, back uh, to four, four. Uh, tonight. So. Um, I want to go to Saturday real quick. Yeah. Because Buffalo and the Chargers open 14. <laughs> and you guys are at market high now at 11 and a half. The people have taken the Chargers just because you see that number. It's like, whoa, I get all these points on the home team. Vinny, I got to be honest with you. I, th- I thought the number actually came too short at 14 when it opened. I get why the betters took it, but I know you don't want to overreact to a team's worst performance and forget worst performance of 2023. It was the worst performance in the history of the franchise, Oof. what they did last week against yeah. the Raiders. But mm-hmm. 
the way Buffalo is going right now, sure, and they torment awful teams. This kind of feel, and also by the way, probably going to be seventy percent Buffalo fans in LA on Saturday night as well. Oh, uh, they uh, they do travel well, yeah. and uh, we we know that. You know, we talk about a legion here where the visiting team has great support. I, I think it's even greater. It's so far. No, definitely uh, the, Charger the Chargers are, are, yeah. are playing, right? So, um, but this is a that's a play on the number. It's still, of course, an NFL game with two touchdowns. And let's remember this: these are not casual folks that are taking two touchdowns, right? Those these are you know professionals. So, um, give it time, settle in. Let's see where where we go. Because look, it's full disclosure: we're going to need Charger money, and you know how we get it, and you know when we get it is uh, is, is to be determined, right? But Let's 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 find out. Um, and so the fact that we got it early, okay. Uh, but again, as we get closer to the weekend, there's going to be a lot of public support for the Bills, especially the way they're playing. And um, that public support will come in the form of money line parlays and and teasers. So uh, let's. It's still early. We're, we're we're focusing on tonight. By the way, oh, by the way, and tonight's total just moved to forty five and a half. It's yes. hard. I it is a lot of points with the Chargers because mm-hmm. I was telling Jeff I didn't make it that high, but it's hard to even take it with this team that oh, clearly gosh, yes, just Alex. quit yeah. mid game. And yeah. if the Raiders can put sixty three, yeah, on them, who knows what Buffalo could do? Well, the other thing is too though you do you do see you do see support for a a team uh, the following game that a coach gets let go. You do see that. Oh yeah. Um, so it, you know, did take that into account too. Work yeah. for the Raiders, not so much for Carolina. Not for, so much for Carolina, but un- until and they've won a game since uh, firing right now. I remember I was watching <laughs> yesterday against the Falcons. Oh boy! But but, he, but but he's sorry to bring it up. But Alex. He's sorry no, to bring I, it. I just I, again, all I, all I had to do is just bet it myself. I just didn't. It never never did it. it you didn't? Of course not. Of course not. All, all, all bite, Vinny. No, no substance at this point. Come on now. Um, but uh, hey, you did jump in in game with the Tampa Bay Packers. Over, I did. I did. I did, I did have two reasonable in game bets yesterday. The over second half Green Bay. That wasn't close. And I mm-hmm. got there on the final touchdown with Arizona, getting eighteen and a half in game. Yeah. So there we go. At least I did that. Yeah. And then I gave half of it back with Jacksonville last night. So, uh, so it goes. You remember that one more? Oh, I, trust me. <laughs> trust me. I remember that. I'm going to remember that one for a while. Yeah. Uh, Four drives inside the forty with no points in the first half. That's uh, that's usually usually sign you have the right. You're not you're not going to win a bet on that game. Vinny. Trust me, you're both very young. I will give you I will give you this for the future. You're always going to remember the losses. Oh, I, we already do are already. longer, and they will sting yeah. longer. I mean, but I, keep firing. I had the Bears yesterday outright too, so that was uh, oh. that was a fun one as well. So huh? it's a flashback Monday. Flashback Monday and sure. All right, Vinny, South Point we'll, Studio. Vinny, we'll let you go back to work. Yep. Uh, so yes, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what's see happening. We'll, Again, we'll, current, because, current tonight. Eagles four and forty-five and a half. Because we have Mister Over waiting right now. Uh, Mister Mister Frank Nicotero. What is he? Ready. Where is he? He's in the corner over there. Where and I can't he, see. He, 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 oh, he's in. Oh, he's in the producer's he's in the chair. Producer's chair. Mister Over himself. Ah. Joins us next. Who knows where we'll go? There he. Look at it. There we go. There he is. Oh, boy. Oh, look at that. Look at that. It looks like Does he's Jimmy the... Vaccaro know he's in that seat? Looks look, look, look like Frank uh, blended in with the chair, going full chameleon right there. Excellent. Our guy Frank Nicotero joins us next. Sports by the book. 
Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket writers are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. Welcome back in at Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Piles. Shout out to the crew, Ann and Jerry, doing a great job back there as always. Jerry, who uh, I, I am convinced at one point in his life has dressed up as Puddles the Duck, the actual Puddles <laughs> the Duck, uh, back there in his, in, a, in his secret life back there. Alex White is here, and now joining us, the host of Punchlines, our own funny man, Mr. Over himself. <laughs> Frank Nicotero. Well, you know I love to talk about overs. Thank you, Jeff. But I just want to talk about the Atlanta Falcons for a while. I mean, I just figured we should talk. <laughs> it seems like uh, you, you, I just you, walked in. I don't know what you guys have been so, talking so about. All but. I'm going to tell you, I, I, I think it should be fairly obvious to people out there that that is a pure get the conversation away from the Jets being a right. pathetic mess right. to go to another different pathetic right. mess. Unfortunately for Alex, she happened to have the Falcons yesterday. It's nothing against Alex. Yeah, it's just I, on the team. I did have the Dolphins, you too, the and Dolphins. the Chiefs. I mean, the there you go. Right, let's, yeah. let's accentuate the positives Alex, Alex had a good day yesterday. <laughs> and were uh, there more people, were there more players or people in Carolina at that game? Because you, you know, it's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question. Again, like, I, I said this to Alex yesterday because I used a friends and family remark earlier. Right, that was funny. I, in all honesty, it might have just been family. It might have been. I, I, I'm not even sure. I don't the think friends showed up I mean, to did that. did you see the conditions in that yeah, game? Yeah, it was bad. They, they looked miserable. Like yeah. the 35-cent tickets that were on StubHub's. Yeah, I saw that. It was actually above what the market value probably should have been for those tickets. Could you, ima could you imagine seeing an NFL game for like 35, 45 cents? That's insane. That'd be pretty good. Your, yeah. uh, your, your, your hot dog would be 10 times the cost. And the beers, which I'm sure those people sitting in that. Times the yeah, cost. 50 times I was sitting there in that rain. What else are you going to do but say, well, we might as well drink? And the Carolina, we're not going to see our home team win. And then they win 9 7. Unbelievable. Good. I'm, I'm happy for those fans. There. Yes, exactly. Those fans uh, really endured uh, a hell of a game. Yeah. I, I, I flicked it on for five seconds. I was on the red zone for like five seconds, and I, I was like so bored and just like. In all honesty, it was probably on the red zone for too long if it was on for five seconds. Exactly. In the right. 9 7 game. Where yeah. 
three field goals enough for Carolina yesterday and uh, gets New England back in the race for the number one overall pick as well. Really the biggest thing that comes out of that. All right. Wow. So first off, you enjoyed what Alex got? I loved it. Alex brought that in for Chris and I, and uh, it's uh, I'm not allowed to say the city where it's from or Jerry will get very upset. Uh, I had a specific allotment of times I was allowed to mention my hometown, and I went way over. So speaking of overs. Uh, but Alex told me I shouldn't. I, it's Pittsburgh. I'm going to say it. Anyway, I wasn't allowed to say There's Jerry. Point. Well, actually, it's a different show, so he doesn't have to get it. That's true. Show. What's the over-under of this show? So anyway, yeah, Alex is very sweet to bring that from Enchant. Is yep. it Enchant over at the ballpark? Yep, Las Vegas ballpark. Sounds like something fun to do, but it's awesome. And it's like pages from a book or something. And it's really cool. And uh, I got to open it, so we're going to. We're going to keep it on the set for Christmas, and then it'll end up on Chris Andrews' desk, I'm sure, over in the sportsbook office, because then it's Chris's, it's Chris's present, too. And we can't forget our, our guy, Sean, right? He's a Steelers fan, too. So yes, he is. It's, it's represented in this studio family. Exactly. And uh, tonight, I just was listening to Vinny say the lines. They're moving. So do we know who's quarterbacking? I have not heard. Do we have quarterbacks for tonight's game? Who Jalen is it? Hurts is confirmed. Hurts is playing. But Geno Smith is trying, right? He's warming up, but it's it's not. Uh, how about this? Geno okay. Smith's dealing uh -oh. with a groin injury to play tonight. Ian Rappaport. Wow. Just coming down. And uh, you know what? I'm more inclined to bet Philadelphia. Now. Um, I just. No, I, yeah. I'm I, I, it just at this point, Frank, I, a, a compromised Geno Smith. Yes, exactly. Is the same as Drew As Locke. a healthy Drew Locke. Exactly. And if this line crashes even further now, granted, I think that crash we saw a few minutes ago down to four was because the anticipation is Gino was going to play. And now that it's confirmed that he's going to play, I just wonder if we're going to move more. But I think we're done moving. I, I really do. I, I do really too. think we're done moving. And if we, it is, if this somehow gets back to three, this is an auto play on Philadelphia. And if they don't cover so bad. Well, interesting you should say that. I'm at three and a half in my pick'em league because my buddy puts out the Monday line. So I have three and a half, and I'm currently locked in with Philly. Uh, there's like 45 of us in this pick'em league, which I won a couple years ago. I'm currently in third, about three or four games back from the leader. So once I lock in, once I lock in, I don't like to change them, right? Because then if you get a loss, you feel stupid like you change. But I have Philly three and a half right now. So I think I should stick with it. You're third in that league. You need to start using some of your picks no, I know. for our parlay. I know. I'm killing you, it. You get nervous. You take other people's picks that come on. Here, I so. did. Well, thank God. I'm glad Ryan, who I don't know, is Ryan sleeping or is he sick or is he watching? Ryan uh, missed our show this morning. He was under the weather. But yeah, I went with Boise. I went with Kevin's pick on Boise. It looked good first half. And then Boise State crashed in the second half to my Bruins, who I never bet against usually. I don't bet right. against UCLA usually. But I went with uh, his expertise on that and it didn't work. Nothing against Trust Kevin. He has good picks too. I should have the Lions. I yeah. should have went with the Lions. Uh, I liked the Lions, and then I and then I, I just thought Denver was on a run that they were eventually going to play a really good team that was hot. And um, I don't know. Dan Campbell's got that team ready on national TV. He had him ready on Saturday. That's for sure. Not Thanksgiving though. Not Thanksgiving exactly. Will you <laughs> tell Jeff about the guy parlay the best yeah? So there's a guy that uh, that Alex and I jumped in on. He has a six uh, six hundred dollar parlay, and I think it was six legs. And the last leg is a DK Metcalf anytime touchdown tonight. It'll pay him $58,000, $55,000. What's the payout right now? 55000 Or he could take he, no, oh, the he, offer. What, what can he take right uh, now? Sixteen. Yeah, there it is there. He could take 16000 I think. And he said, you're going to have to make a better offer, whoever this guy is. So 
why 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 is it all these ridiculous numbers that have come out of come over the last month all of them have come out of hard rock in florida it seems like. and that's where that guy seems hit like that every yeah. single one of them has come out of that out of that that's why you can start reason. it with a florida man a florida yeah, man no, it's a florida man made an outrageous or a man betting in florida a man betting in florida yeah. we'll flip it around for betting but yeah yeah so uh so alex and alex you liked the the kraken yep Dallas Stars over six. Right. So we did a Seattle. We did a Seattle uh, parlay. We took DK Metcalf anytime touchdown and the over in the Kraken Stars tonight. So we're in on that. So that's the Seattle Metcalf for Kraken. But what's your? What would you do? Would you cash would, out? Yeah. Would you take that? You, you'd let it ride. I don't know what I would do. The problem is, the problem is with most of these books is that they don't let you lay the no price on the other side. And if you had a big enough bankroll, that would be the obvious hedge. Right. Lay the other side. On, yeah, we were talking about that. Yeah. Um, but these books, especially the new age ones, just don't let you do that. So I don't I don't know what I would do. I think I would. What was the cash out number one more time? 16,000, yeah. a little over 16 or go for 55. And you had some good numbers on DK Metcalf, right? He's been scoring touchdowns left and right. Uh, Dallas obviously had three. Yep. Three of his uh, last four, he's had at least one and. Yeah, fifty-eight-five or sixty. I, I think I'd let it ride. It's close. Yeah, though. I think I let. I think I. <laughs> and and what? It's and close. It's close. Well, it's essentially what that's at fifty. All right. See now, this is we're just going to show how. See, how I need bad, my breaks done. Am, That's break money right there. It's basically, it. a, basically a plus three sixty-two bet at that point if okay. you're going off off the, the cash out. Okay. So basically, it's three times. Oh, yeah. So that's what it would end up being. I, my math may be, I may that sounds be right. high. Um, it's three and a half, yeah. It's close. It's close. What's DK Metcalf's anytime touchdown is going to be less than that? I don't know. What is it, I, plus 170? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, yeah. I would imagine it's probably under two to one now, especially yeah. with Gina. I don't, I don't know what I would do. I, I'm never going to be in that scenario. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, not a, I, I, I'm not good. In, I'm not a good enough better for one, and I don't run lucky enough in order to be in that scenario. Well, well you know what's, what, what's crazy about that one is usually it's these $5 parlays, these $10 parlays that people do like 10, 12 legs. This guy put up $600. That's a lot of money to put up on a parlay. It is. That's why right? I, even when he was like, how much did he put up? And I was like, was it sixty or six hundred? Six hundred, yeah. Sixty sounded more right. reasonable. That's usually the kind you see <laughs> on the all, social media. All I'll say is, I'm sure the Hard Rock likes uh, her, his or her business a lot. Sure. If it's if, if he's it's, doing six hundred on a six legger, I can't even imagine how many how many how that many person has lost. Has lost, yeah. At that number uh, so far this year. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it because I'm obviously in in, in an ornery mode uh, mood here today. Um, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. Rudolph the Red Nose. Again, I think that the old saying is if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. So in Pittsburgh's case, if you have three quarterbacks, you have way none. So uh, again, meaning, you know, look, if you don't know who you're starting among two or three quarterbacks, that means you don't have your, your definite starter. Now, there is a chance that Kenny Pickett could play, I'm reading, that his ankle. I, I don't, he, I don't he, play Tom him in that did, game. Tomlin didn't rule it out. I didn't roll it out. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Mason Rudolph's been there forever. He knows the system better than Mitch, better than Kenny probably. And I figure, I think at this point, it's like, sure, why not? I mean, he came in. I thought it was kind of insulting to him to put him in when they did at the end of the game. It was like, we're down 14 with three minutes. And you're going to, that was almost like garbage time, you know? But I, I don't know. I think the team has confidence in him. A lot of the vets that have been there. Uh, we'll see if Mason, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lot of the, Rudolph and Christmas time. I mean, I, I'm all for it. I think we saw it. We knew what Mitch Trubisky is and was and is ever going to be. He's going to throw some air passes. He's a pseudo gunslinger, but he's not Brett Favre, you know? So 
I, I figure why not? At this point, I just I, if the Steelers made the postseason, it would be embarrassing anyway. So I mean, they would lose to by forty points to the Chiefs again, like last year. So yeah, let Mason Rudolph play. Let him play. Oh boy! I mean, I saw. I, I mean, I mean, it's it, again. We've talked about this playoffers. We didn't even mention Pittsburgh, who's still technically in this in this we as well. Who I I think is losing. take him out. I, I think the Tomlin. Yeah. Are are always fun. Hey, did you know Mike Tomlin never finished under oh, five hundred? Yeah. I think this. If they lose Saturday, it's over. Oh, yeah. They're not winning the last two games, right? In order to push that streak, got Baltimore which, and Seattle, which right. then begs the question because I, I, more than just you and Chris Ann, sure, and our guy Sean, who's enjoying his off days. Yes, I have few Steeler fans. I went to college. With. Yeah, is this the end? I think they have to part ways mutually. You do. Or something. I, you do. I mean, I, Chris was even saying that. I think today. It's just, I mean, it's the same, same, same things he says every time. And it's just time. I mean, look at like the Eagles did. Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl. They fire him, bring in Sirianni. It's just, you know, the Steelers have only had three coaches my entire life. I mean, really. They've had no, no, and and Tomlin. So obviously, unbelievable stability. It's it's unbelievable. It'll probably never be done again in any of the big Well, until they they hire the fourth coach that coaches for 15 years. Exactly. So until. Never get that job. Yeah, uh, gonna, gonna do the twenty years. So I, I don't know. I just know. I I if he went if he stayed, I mean, is it like oh, I'll give him one more shot? But he really, I mean, the last three playoff games they've given up forty points a game. So I mean, they're just not ready for the playoffs either. You know, it's it, to Blake Bortles. It, it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, trust me, I know that one. You too. know that one. Um, I was on Pittsburgh. Then. <laughs> we um, all were, and then I was on Jacksonville the following week on the money line. They should have won that game, regardless. <laughs> um, but. It's interesting because this offseason with the coaches, and I don't want to go too far in advance, here, sure. but I actually think I agree with you on the Tomlin end. Yeah. Where we're seeing, and it maybe the, the two, the, the young wide receivers just uh, don't have the brains. Yeah. Maybe it, that's the case. But the fact that in back to back weeks, you have video clips, yes. Deontay Johnson just not trying on, yeah. a, on a run play, and then Pickens does it again legitimately the following week it's just a lack of accountability yeah and for but he Tom, jumped out of the way of the tackle though he jumped yeah, out he of the way made of the sure he didn't hurt his yeah ankle. right exactly but in the offseason we're both it, i would be stunned if belichick is back in new england oh yeah, I, I, I would he, be stunned yeah and where tomlin seems to be available and my 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 still one of my Steelers fr- fan friends said that this is actually you brought up philadelphia i'm actually going to go different angle on that it's basically when andy reed's time expired yep where Andy Reid, by every account, with he went under 500 one time in Philadelphia. Wow, yeah. And it was his final season. He went 4-12, and 12 and that was it. And he goes to Kansas City, and, and now he's a first ballot Hall of Fame. Sure. Uh, Tomlin, who I think is a Hall of Fame head coach, he, you would have liked for him to win more than just that one. Which he still has time, obviously. But he's he young. could still win more, if, yeah. he, whether it's in Pittsburgh or elsewhere. Right. If I were a team like, and I know this is this this may come as a shock, I'm out on Doug Peterson. I, I And I'm especially out on the rest of that staff down there. I think Press Taylor is awful as the offensive play caller. Okay. If I'm Jacksonville, and forget the Chargers who are the obvious one. I think Washington too, though. Yeah. yeah. If I, if, He's if from I'm, Northern Virginia, so. If I'm if I'm Mike Tomlin, I, I don't care that it's new ownership. I want nothing to do with that team. <laughs> Probably not. Um, But a coach like Tomlin or Belichick goes to Jacksonville, more so than than the Chargers. More so than the Chargers, who I think are in a lot more cap hell than people realize. Right. That team wins that division right away with Trevor Lawrence, and they're a threat to make it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I've not heard that. Yeah, that's interesting. And for me, Tomlin, 
I actually think Tomlin with the Chargers is the absolute perfect fit. Tomlin gets to go live in good weather after living 15 years in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Um, And you get Justin Herbert. You need that defense to be fixed. Tomlin should be able to fix that defense pretty quickly with the pieces that he has. Yeah. Um, But it is weird that this offseason where you legitimately, Tomlin and Belichick, the two longest tenured coaches in their spots right now, Belichick's definitely going to be out. Yeah. And I think Tomlin should be out too. I think that should be someone called the Steelers. They're not going to fire him. I think yeah. you're going to try to trade him and try to get. The I think they are. Yeah, and then I give me uh, is it Ben Johnson, the guy in Detroit, the Lions uh, guy, who's going to be a line, get in line, my I friend. know he's going to, but he. You don't think he wouldn't want to go to Pittsburgh? Or there's stability, and it's proven that you could do 20 years, and do they're I not going to pull the trigger I, on you. Do I want Kenny Pickett as my quarterback? Who says Kenny Pickett's? Yeah, well, that's also yeah, a valid question. But but I although mean, isn't it similar to Jared Goff though in a lot of ways? I mean, I don't know. Goff was kind of given up on. I think Pickett just hasn't had the right system. I, it's. Ben Johnson is going to be in the running for every single for job. every job sure. every job that's open. Ben yeah. Johnson, if he's going to if he wants to interview it, will be able to interview it. By the mm-hmm. way, also there's there's also a chance like Vrabel could be out in Tennessee. Like they, 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 like Vrabel could talk who about, started talk, his career talk, with the Steelers. Well, talk about talk about trading for a coach. Yeah, Vrabel obvious. Vrabel was legitimately honored by the Patriots earlier in the year. True, and in Robert Kraft's yeah. Move. But he started as a Steeler, so you never know. Yeah, like, I, but yeah, he would be. He'd be. A, he'd be. A he good would follow. make sense in New England. Well, aren't they saying? Oh, is it OJ Mayo or who's there? Who's, Gerard Mayo. Gerard, OJ Mayo is a basketball that's player. A big difference. OJ Mayo played o, for the OJ, Trojans. That's a big leap. I'm not even going to mention OJ, what happened to OJ Mayo. I forget. Big, 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 uh, big difference. He went to USC though. Who? OJ Mayo. Yeah. was a great college player. I think I saw him play. I think I saw a game at. Uh, He's at currently USC. all right. <laughs> Do you want to guess what league OJ Mayo currently plays? Is he in your G League? No. Is he in? Is he in the uh, overseas Greek? Try again. European? Just, just, no, not even European country. Not even a European. What other country. league is there? The WNBA? Is no, he in the? Is he transitioning? Um, is he? I don't know. You He's never know. Playing in Egypt right now. Ah, uh, they're the best league ever. The Egyptian Basketball Super League. Come on. How could I make that up? <laughs> By the way, there's a there's a there's a, a baseball league that I didn't even know about. What is this baseball league with four teams? Oh, in this, Saudi Arabia. Yes, or, I don't know what its name, but Bartolo Colon. Bartolo Colon, the first Bar- strikeout. Bartolo Colon's the ace of the yes. of, of the league. He's 50 oh, years yeah. old. <laughs> it's it's a, f- a bunch of real guys like yes. Robinson Cano's playing in a Didi Gregori, like Pablo Sandoval, like yeah, real names that are playing. It's like, is it new? It's in yes, yes. okay. It's in like is it Saudi Arabia? No, or the UAE, United UAB. UAE. UAE United yeah, Arab uh, du- Emirates. Dubai was where where they're yes. playing. Yes, so it's four teams. They uh, the older the older players they're allowed to have a pinch runner for them. So if someone gets That's on base, great. they don't want them to run. They have, oh my God. I, you know, I was, you know what? We're doing this on punchlines tomorrow. They have tables in the outfield, in the foul grounds, these tables in the middle of foul grounds with like uh, a plexiglass protecting around them. So you can sit in foul territory, like right in left field. So it's actually Baseball United is what baseball it's called. United. Baseball okay. United is what it's called. Bartolo Colon's team technically is the Karachi Monarchs in oh, Pakistan. The Monarchs, of course, uh, are the look, best. Uh, the other teams, there's a Dubai team, the Dubai Wolves, the Abu Dhabi Falcons, and the Mumbai Cobras. So yeah. this is a, a league that is in India, Pakistan, and UAE. Yeah, four, four teams. I guess they just play each other all the time. I don't know. But they, they, you got to see the tables. You know, we, I'll show it tomorrow on you Punchlines. You got to get out on Punchlines. But tomorrow on Punchlines, I saw the story last night, and I was going to run it, but we, we ended up having too much, and we had Alex, and we had Chris. Um, 
Yeah, it's amazing. The, 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 there's there's other rules I'm forgetting about, but Cologne had the first strikeout ever. You're gonna like, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. love this. Okay. The GM of the Mum of the Mumbai Cobra <laughs> is is Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin, MVP for the Reds. Barry Larkin was awesome, Hall of a Famer. Adrian Beltre is the GM of the Karachi <laughs> team, and King Felix is the GM of the Dubai team. You know they, they threw legitimately. The people threw so much money. Are very smart. Yes, they threw they legitimately money. Legitimately, just said, "All right, who are the get us most big names." famous names that yeah. we could get to be associated with this league. They got Hall and of Famers. essentially got them all. Yeah. I mean, Beltre's a Hall of Famer lock. And King Felix, King I don't Felix know if he played long there. enough. He should be too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and... Who's and the fourth GM? Wait, wait. <laughs> I don't know because uh, Abu, the Abu Dhabi team does not have a Wikipedia page. Well, <laughs> that's that's how they operate. They don't. They like everything to come through their website. I think it's a .net. I don't know. Oh, but it's an unbelievable. I don't. How do we get on? Oh, we were talking about OJ Mayo. He's in the Egypt basketball league. All right. At least we didn't go to food today, so we yeah. kept it sports. Actually, here's a, here's, <laughs> a, here's another fun one name for you, real quick. Miguel Tejada is a manager of one of these teams. That's both. Show Miguel Tejada was mentioned on both shows in the studio today. What a parlay! I mentioned Miguel. I mentioned Miguel Tejada because I was talking about how a lot of Dominican players you don't know their real age in baseball. Yes. And then they finally cracked down and found birth certificates. And one year it was Alejandro Pena, Jeff, for the Pirates. Oh. They found out he was three or four years older. So at his birthday in spring training, they gave him four cakes. They're like, we missed a few birthdays. He was really like 44 when, you know, he was telling people he was 39. By the way, the Abu Dhabi's GM is Nick Swisher. Oh, it's a good ball, ball player. Not a yeah. Hall of Famer, but he played with the Yankees and the White Sox. He won a series. It, it, uh, I don't remember if this guy played for the Pirates. Did Dennis Cook pitch for the Pirates? He played, No, I don't think he so. But he played for everyone. He's a lefty, right? Yeah. He's he the, played he's the Phillies. Manager. I always think of Phillies. He was on, I know he was on the Mets, but he was, uh, he was a, uh, he's one of the managers as well. They got a lot of they talent. They got a lot of names. Do we have lines on that? Chris, get us some lines there on Baseball go. United. Oh, man. See, you never know. I, like I said, you never know where <laughs> we're going to go with Frank. This is true. By the way, you're back with us on Thursday this week. Yeah, because you're going to be where in the where on the property is Frank Nicotero? We're going to do that. It's like Carmen we're gonna, San Diego. We're going to have to get the uh, we're going to have to get the Carmen San Diego. Exactly. Going. I'm going to be back in the arena where the horses were. But do we tell do we do we tell them where we are? No, it's a surprise. No, I don't want I don't want to know yeah. where you are. I'll wanna, be somewhere. I want to kick to you and be right. like Frank. Where are you? I'm there. At some point, I expect you at the buffet line during this. As long as it's free, I'll do that. As long as we get me, if I get free food out of it, we'll do it. There we go. See. Yeah, but Thursday, motivation. Thursday well, will be fine. You're, already, you're in the buffet and you're not just in the line. That's why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just I, dude, I, I be Hi, come on. You're, I should be eating. cooking up the omelets. There I, mean, I, I think that probably would be a health violation. But, uh, <laughs> probably. But uh, regardless. You don't want me cooking anything, but uh, you don't want me cooking. <laughs> Frank, pleasure as always. Thank you for having me, guys. As always. Alex, good job. I'm Jeff Parles. She's Alex White. That's Frank Nicotero and Jerry. Great work. Thanks to Vinny as well. For being with us today. Hey, I didn't sneeze the whole show with the Christmas tree right in front of us. Oh, it's, a big, it's a big deal uh, for that one. We'll see you on Thursday on this show at 3 o'clock Pacific time. Sports by the book.